everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 118, Your Body is Smarter Than You. Inspired by an email we received about appetites or lack thereof on the trail, we answer the question, I could barely eat anything after two long days of backpacking. Why? On this episode, we tell you the truth that your body is simply smarter than you are. It knows what it needs. There is a difference between hunger and appetite and your ability to keep going despite one of them. In this week's pro tip, we offer you a food strategy that may just shed some pack weight right off. You can always join in on this discussion on our Facebook group group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail and come join our podcast family enjoy the discussion and seriously come hang out yeah so before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast (laughs) i just thought of that that was pretty good for on the fly i know it's another food podcast (laughs) yet again um this one's a little bit different month before we get into that, though, we want to uh, we just kind of remind everybody that we have only two weeks left. I can't believe uh, the summer has gone by so fast. But today um, I started making preliminary uh, arrangements with uh, the National Park Service and the Ranger 3 that's going to be taking us on a six hour boat ride to a little island called I Royale. Um, which we'll be going to in a September. Six hour tour. <laughs> it is a six hour tour. Six hour tour. Um, hopefully, so the weather will not be getting rough. <laughs> so, uh, we've got two weeks left. We're starting to kind of wind things down. So, uh, you've got the. Uh, um, really, Seriously, if you want to get in, uh, definitely message us and let us yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely message us. Um, and then also our kayak. Uh, backpacking trip in Pictured Rock National uh, National Seashore is about three to four weeks away from closing. So if you want to get into that, the kayak trip is epic. Um, and I, I cannot wait to do the kayak thing. I have gone up to the UP. I can't even, I don't even know how many times I've been up there and I've never ever been, um, going down the route that we're going to go on this kayak trip uh, in the caves and in around the pictured rocks. So I'm really, really so excited about doing that trip. So have a few weeks left. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to, you know, ask us anything, you know, you know us by now, we're an open book. Um, just about everybody messages us or emails us uh, at any given time during the week. And we always talk to everybody. So uh, never be afraid to ask a question or, or contact us personally. Um, yeah, we're always, we're always here for you. So, yeah. So I'm excited about this podcast because this is another uh, kind of passion of mine as far as the strategy for food. And we're going to talk a lot about that because we've got some... We've got some things to say. So tonight on our pre-show show, our pre-show chat on our Discord server, which this is our second week now doing it, we had a blast. We're having a great time doing it. And each week more and more people come in and join the chat. We asked, we, I guess we did kind of an informal survey, unscientific survey with everybody that was in the, the chat room. And our question was this, when you go backpacking, are you hungry the very first day? And 
for through hikers or long distance hikers, when does hiker hunger kind of set in for you and what are some of your experiences? Now, the cool thing about this is that we, when we posed this question, we had a commonality in all the answers. Very consistent, very consistent. And the, com the commonality was when the question was answered, are you hungry the first day of backpacking? A majority of people said no. And that's, that was really, weak. it was kind of a rhetorical question. We already knew the answer because of experience <laughs> and how many times we've taken people out and our own personal, um, uh, what our personal bodies tells, you know, tell us when we're out backpacking. Um, so the cool thing is that uh, Chris the Camper, he was talking about, you know, a lot, some of his experience. And he said something interesting, which is going to be the core of our show today. Uh, he said, I think that that's something I personally can do better on is keeping an eye on how much I actually eat. Because often I end up with extra food or I'm starving. Thank you, Chris the Camper. That pretty much exemplifies our show, our podcast show, is you either are not hungry or you are binging yourself on food. And we're going to talk about talk about the, the scientific reasoning behind that. Um, and then Lane uh, talked when we, we, we asked the question. She said, body transition time. I notice when I'm working hard, I don't eat. Hiking or other activity is the same for me. Absolutely. And then Gazelle she answered, your body's getting acclimated. Absolutely. We're going to talk about why your body's acclimating, how it's acclimating, and some of the um, strategies behind the whole food thing. And then, yes, there is a reason why, by the way, you're when you go backpacking the first day, you're not that hungry. We're going to talk a lot about that. You know, it's funny, this this entire month we've uh, been skirting the edges of, of different food-related topics, and it's, you know, it's it's been a consistent theme, but there's so much to discuss, and in doing so, yet another really good uh, topic came to mind um, with an email of, of one of our listeners, um, and she was really concerned, her level of concern was pretty... Uh, was high it was very high she had done two days essentially 12 mile days so a, a total of 25 miles over the course of two days and no appetite uh no no desire to eat anything wasn't hungry and only it, took a few bites of her uh, protein bar and just highly concerned like is this normal like what might be wrong and we thought since we're on a roll with food here, let's keep going. Well, it's an important topic and one I always forget to talk about. Uh, and this goes through whether you are backpacking for the weekend or you're getting ready to do a long distance trail, the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, um, or a multi-day trip on a strenuous backpacking uh, trail. Um, and that it's really super important. So when she... Uh, she emailed us and she said, you know, I'm kind of concerned. Um, in fact, I'm so concerned. I wasn't sure I was going to even continue backpacking again until I got home and all of a sudden I was hungry again. Well, when I saw that email, I'm like, you know, that's very normal. What you went through was pretty typical. 
and we're going to talk about why that's typical and why that pertains to a lot of through hikers that start on the Appalachian Trail and one of the reasons why they quit early on in Georgia before they even get to the other state. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that too. So, um, so one of the things that um, we want to get into right away is the, the why. Why does your body suppress your appetite when you first get out on the trail? Well, first of all, it's not your body. It's your brain <laughs> that does it. So don't look at, don't, don't look to your body. It, it's your brain that's actually doing that. And there's a lot of research that has been done on this very topic as to why your brain is suppressing your appetite. And it all has to do with aerobic exercise and really getting out there quickly and fast. And nothing says aerobic exercise than going out backpacking and within a mile of your backpacking trip, you're climbing uphill and you're climbing a lot of hill and you're going up and down. And so when you think about it, a typical weekend backpacking trip, right? Get out of your car and your friends say, yeah, oh, man, how many miles are we gonna do today? Oh, we only got 10. <laughs> we only got 10 miles to do today. And you're like, oh yeah, 10 miles is not bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. Well, you know, I would challenge any of you who go to the gym or work out or jog. I mean, none of us get off the couch and say, hey, I'm going to go, you know, run as fast as I can for 10 miles today. Or I'm going to go work out for five hours today on the treadmill. No, we go for like an hour, 30 minutes, and, and we're done. And that's our workout for the day. We, we burn maybe, you know, two, three maybe 400 calories, depending on how hard we do that aerobic exercise. But it's for a very short time, but not, not backpacking now. Backpacking, we're gonna be doing aerobic exercise. And you know, if you ever done the Appalachian Trail, I can assure you, um, climbing the first thousand steps at Amicalola State Park, and then hiking eight miles to the top of Springer, is an aerobic exercise from hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it can seem that in the moment, but it's not when you get to the top. I mean, I think there is a big difference between aerobic exercise and working out. Essentially, aerobic exercises really involves like more quick bursts of energy um, where you are literally elevated at a maximum effort. And what you're doing, but it's for a very short period of time. So if you are thus hiking on the Appalachian Trail, you are on these rolling ups and downs continuously. And so your body is far more aerobic than you would uh, gain from a very flat trail. Yeah, far more and aerobic. And so your body is going through something very, very different than essentially working out and I use air quotes all the time on this podcast. I gotta get. Yeah, over you're that. you're doing a lot of air quotes right now. <laughs> so, kind of let's get into the whole science behind this, um, because this is the important thing uh, to remember when you're backpacking, um, especially when you're new. This is huge, hugely important. So, when we exercise, our bodies become hot, and we start to feel flushed. Right, we get the, kind of that red face. We feel that 
kind of hotness in our face, we feel flushed, but something else happens. Um, our appetites decrease after our strenuous workout or after an aerobic exercise. So researchers have set out to explore exactly why this happens. So the, the myth, which we see a lot in backpacking Facebook groups, a lot, the myth is, well, I'm gonna get on the trail this weekend, I'll be burning five, 6,000 calories. No, no, you won't. You will not be burning those calories. As a matter of fact, you would think the, your body would call for a replacement of all the calories burnt while you are backpacking or hiking uphill. That's just not the case. That's not the case, it's opposite. And that's the biggest myth we're gonna debunk on our podcast today is that your body <laughs> your body doesn't know what the heck you're doing. So it <laughs> doesn't know what to call for. When, when you know you say, well, my body will call for the calories, who's it gonna call? It, it's not, it doesn't even know the phone number, okay? It doesn't know what to do, who to call, it doesn't even know what you're doing. It just knows that you have radically changed something. And it's like, you know, it, it, and it's like, shut, shut it down, shut it down. It just doesn't know. So that's one of the reasons why your appetite is kind of suppressed the very first day. And that even includes an aerobic workout at the gym. All of a sudden, a burst of energy, you're working out, it's hard, stressful, heartbeat's really racing, you get flushed, and your brain says, I, nope, I need, and before I feed you, you're gonna have to rest, and so I'm suppressing the appetite. Um, so your your appetite, you know, just doesn't increase, um, and, and that's, it, it, people get that so wrong. So studies have shown that aerobic exercises, such as running, cycling, swimming, hiking, backpacking, actually decreases the appetite, changing the levels of what? Hormones that drive your state of hunger. Interesting. It's always the hormones. That's the downfall for everybody. <laughs> the damn hormones. But that's, that's it. And so your brain is working in conjunction with your body, but it's really your brain that is kind of like dictating the green light and the red light of your food intake of when and where that happens. I'm gonna post that link um, from, the, uh, from Medical News Today on our website uh, so you guys can read that full article. It's an interesting article. Um, and the other thing, people might experience these decreased appetite during and directly after exercising, which we had just talked about, um, according to a 2009 study published in International Journal of Obesity. Appetite can be affected up to 24 hours after exercising. This is exactly why um, when we got that email, it's she couldn't eat for two days, 24 hours after a strenuous hike. And I can, get, I can tell you that depending on, well, I know the route she did, because um, she she emailed me and told me what route, and I've done that route before, um, and it, it's got some hills, it's it's got some good ups and downs, but you know nothing really dramatic. But twelve and a half miles in one day, um, unless you run twelve and a half miles every single day, your body isn't really used to that um, aerobic type of exercise with thirty to thirty five pounds of weight on your back. 
Yeah, I mean, you're putting an enormous amount of strain on your you know, in your body and what you're expecting it to do at the level in which you expect it to to, to perform at. And so your body is literally uh, communicating, saying, whoa, whoa, I'm not quite ready for this. Well, and that's the answer to her question. That's why she lost her appetite, because it was the quickness of the aerobic exercise that day that she went out and the body suppressed her appetite or her brain suppressed her appetite instead of the the general myth out there for a lot of backpackers, new backpackers that, oh, I'm going to burn all these calories by backpacking today. I'm going to eat all this food. It's, it's actually the opposite. So there's, there is a big difference between hunger and appetite. And the two are often interchangeable in, in communication, in the way we talk about how we want to eat or need to eat or are going to eat. And I think there's a big difference there that we need to talk about to, to move any further in this development of, of understanding why all this is. Hunger is essentially psychological. Uh, hunger is your body t- telling you that you need to eat. It's Your body is communicating to you saying, I need to eat. My needs are that I need to eat. My metabolism needs to be fueled. And so your body is saying, hey, I need food. Often I think I'm, I'm hungry, but perhaps that's not really the case. Appetite is actually the desire to eat as a result of wanting to eat, like whether it's a sight or a smell or a thought process. Um, it's essentially created by your environment or your your mental state of mind. So the biggest difference here is that hunger. Is that why the waiter's always coming up to me and saying, I can't believe you ate all that? Is that an appetite issue for me? <laughs> Maybe. They're like. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, hunger is essentially your 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 body needing to function and it's telling you i need to be able to do this to 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 move forward to to process accordingly to what you expect me to run and appetite is really you just wanting to eat because you want to fuel those calories like comfort food exactly like when you're depressed or you know you're going through something hard in your life you sometimes eat for that comfort when you're not when your body's not really calling for actual hunger. Yeah, I mean, essentially, appetite is your wants. It's your desires. And it, it's, <laughs> we had a post today uh, that I was cracking up at because right before we sat down to do this, I, I, I read it. And, and it was from one of our Facebook members. She posted a photo of a burger and fries. And she's like, I've been thinking about this. My post hike. I've been thinking about this since uh, one and a half miles. <laughs> and, and that is appetite versus hunger. Often we associate the two very differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So moving forward, that is one of the reasons why people tend to carry too much food when they start their backpacking trip. 
they're used to that comfort food. You know, maybe you have a little fear inside of you about the trail. You're trepidatious about a long distance hike. So you're putting that comfort food in there, but your body's not really calling for that. And the, the, the myth is, and, and I'm specifically, I pick on the Appalachian Trail a lot because uh, not only is it in our backyard, but, and we hiked it, we hike it all the time, but it seems to be that's where a lot of the myths um, uh, come from about food. And we, we see it all too often where, you know, specifically the first 30 miles of the Appalachian Trail, you know, people have a 10 pound food bag and... I'm like, you're not even going to be hungry your first day. Your first day is actually just getting up to the Appalachian Trail unless you, you know, you know, unless you park and go up the mile on the back way. <laughs> but even then, you've got, you know, three smaller mountains to go up and down right away that first day. So what we're saying is that there's a strategy in prepping your food if you have not done a lot of backpacking, if you haven't done a lot of aerobic exercises, if your body isn't quite sure what you're doing when you get out of the car, put your pack on and head off on the trail. So what we're saying is that be a little bit of, be a little aware that you, you may not be hungry your first day for through hikers. And by the way, this makes no difference whether you're a weekend hiker, whether you're doing multi-day or you're doing a through hike, your body pretty much acts the same way. So um, specifically on a through hike, act accordingly. Drop that weight. So usually, you know, you're thinking about a pound and a half to two pounds per day. Yeah, I would say like take that pound off your first day, um, put some snacks in there, maybe a small meal. Um, and call it a day on, on the first day of backpacking. And that's usually with everybody. Now, the difference between the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail is this. The Pacific Crest Trail is going to engage you a little bit more and get your body more used to what you're doing faster because it's flat. I mean, your first 21 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail is pretty flat. Um, in fact, that's the first time you're going to get water. So your body is going, okay, it's, I'm going for a walk. I'm hiking. Okay. Lolly, 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 right? Lolly, you know, it's, you know, good times. But on the Appalachian trail, your body's going, these, that's not good times. I'm not having good times. <laughs> it's not good times, you know? And so it's, there's a big difference on the, uh, like Gazelle said, it's the acclimation of what you're doing, um, and where you are. So, Keep that in mind, you through hikers on the Pacific Crest Trail. You guys get kind of a break when to acclimate your. You have other, you have other things to acclimate to, <laughs> like the weather and the, the 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 sand and the dust and the the heat. You have other things to acclimate to. Your body is going to do all kinds of acclimation once you start really climbing up those mountains and you're in higher elevation. That's a whole different podcast, whole different acclimation. As far as food goes, you guys got kind of a break as far as, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, your body suppressing your appetite. We're on the Appalachian Trail. Huge, huge disadvantage for food as far as your body acclimating to your diet 
and what you're doing. And that kind of leads into another huge uh, myth that goes right along with suppressing your appetite to hiker hunger. Um, you experienced hiker hunger big time on the trail um, when you did your uh, hike a few years ago. Yeah, I did, and I know we've talked about this most recently, even this month, but when my hiker hunger set in, I was not prepared for it to set in. It just, it happens when it happens, and it and it's my metabolic rate is finally catching up to things and it's saying, okay, now I need the fuel that you thought I needed a long time ago. And it happens fast and it happens, it happens unexpected, very unexpectedly. And, and it, you, you really can't plan for when it'll occur or how it will occur. Um, and it's different for everybody, which makes it so much more challenging to talk about. Well, hiker hunger makes our point. So hiker hunger is unexpected. You don't know it's hitting. And appetite suppression is unexpected. And you don't really know what's going to happen. That's true. Um, so they both they both run very well parallel to each other. Um, the funny thing is that, you know, whenever, to, whenever you go to a doctor, you know, the doctors always, you know, they always tell you, or a good doctor would tell you, listen to your body. Listen to your or a body. frustrating doctor. You know, one. yeah, frustrating. Or like, people, what does this mean? You know, you always read, listen to your body. Your body will tell you what it needs. <laughs> you know, which goes to the fact that your body is smarter than you are. So all of your planning for your food, all of the strategic um, genius methods that everyone comes up with, with snacks and food, your body's pretty much going to dictate to you what it wants, how it wants it and what it wants you to do with it. So, but knowing that there's two things gonna happen on a long distance hike. First few days, probably not gonna be that hungry. And then at some point in time, within 100 miles of your hike, your body goes, okay, yeah, I get it. I know what you're doing now. Let the calories commence. <laughs> well, hunger is really based off of a lot of different factors. It, a ton of different things happening all simultaneously to your body and it's not a measurable thing which is you know some people experience it at 100 miles some people experience it at 50 miles other people experience it at 300 miles right everyone's body's different and they say listen to your body and you know, recognize what's happening. Some of us are a lot more in tune to what that means and how how our bodies react to certain circumstances or environments or how far you push it and, and what your body ends up needing from you in return. And other people have absolutely no clue how to read that until they've experienced it multiple times uh, to be able to really be a little bit more in tune with your body and and that's why hiker hunger is this big subject of, of conversation particularly around uh hikers is because it's it, you turn into a ravenous fool and you do but that's that's the hunger part of it that's when your body is actually making that phone call you know pick up i need some i need some food and i need it now <laughs> right and the funny thing is, is that hiker hunger also goes with a lot of uh, through hikers 
always telling you that they're imagining food. Like, what do you think about uh, on the trail most of the time? Food. I, I think about food. I dream about I it. I think about I food. Talk about it. And, but, but that's not an accident. That is a chemical, biological thing that's happening in your body that your body, if you are listening to it and you're answering the phone, is saying, yeah, you are doing some major calorie burns, man. I need, I need some food. And uh, a thru-hike is about the only time that you can prove every single dietitian wrong in the country when you are eating that garbage food because you can't eat enough calories a day that you're burning. But that's really when you are a, uh, you are a machine out on the trail. You are a machine. And so, but to get to the machine level, sometimes you're not going to be hungry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and, and that goes along too with people um, in, in, in conjunction with the suppressing of the appetite. We get a lot of people that we take out, out for the first time and this is, you know, I, I always cringe when I ask this question because I already know what the answer is going to be. But usually the first night, I in the, in the next morning, I go, how'd you sleep? And 99% of the time, the first time out in the backcountry, they go, terrible. I couldn't sleep at all. And that goes right with the appetite suppression because your body doesn't know what you're doing. Your brain doesn't know what you're doing. And so it's a new environment. It, you're not giving your time, you're not giving your body time to acclimate. And so for people that go out on the weekend, don't worry if you can't sleep. You're just gonna be tired the next day. Don't worry if you're not eating, you know, a bunch of food that everyone told you you should bring. Um, you're gonna have to carry it out, so it's gonna suck because you're gonna have to all that carry extra food weight. <laughs> And you'll remember the Scott and Ariane Trust Trail podcast when that <laughs> happens. But it's okay. Um, don't worry about it. It happens to everybody. And uh, once you start going and you get out there more and more and more, your body says, oh, okay, you know, we're going backpacking today. Okay, yeah, okay. I understand what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I will, uh, I will call you and let you know what I need. And if you're hungry, you're hungry. If not, then, then that's okay. Um, what we're trying to say is that appetite suppression is a real thing out on the trail. We see it a lot, and it's not anything that you need to be freaked out about. It's just that you're just not that hungry because of the aerobic exercise and the, the just the climbing up and down the hill the first day that your body needs to acclimate to what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's best explanation I've ever heard. Um I wanted to bring up a topic that hiker hunger is often associated with um, people rushing out and, and, and going to gorge on food after they get off the trail. Um, and, and, and hiker hunger is, is, is it, that's not what it is. Hiker hunger is when you are working your body into a need to replenish um, and uh, your expenditure is far more than, um, you know, what you're able to provide for it. Uh, so you're putting out way more than what you can intake. Um, but I, I am notorious for running out and just like gorging on food after the trail. Oh, Ariane's a hiker hunger. Um, she'll it eat the food back before, next to her. 
you got him before I get yeah. off the trail. You got to protect is, your food bag. But that is my appetite saying you're about to go into a land where you cannot just get anything you want. You have carried what you've carried in and you can't have what your craving is. Yeah, sometimes it is psychological. And I really do believe that's why food bags are so heavy because people, the, you know, it's that comfort food. It's that it's not the hunger. It's the appetite that we're talking about. And people want that safety food in there. And your body's not calling for the safety food. And now it's stuck in your food bag. You know what to do with it. And you got to carry it. Um, and we've seen some ex- we've seen some extraordinary large food bags in my time of uh, teaching backpacking boot camp. Uh, I'll have to tell you the Campbell's soup canned food bag uh, one day. And the um, three mangoes. Oh, uh, the three mangoes. And so, you know, it, it you know, hey, look, it, it happens. But... The, there, there is a science behind that, and the more research you do, uh, the better you're going to be prepared out there. I'm going to put this link to the two articles on our Trust the Trail podcast website um, on episode 118, so you can, can read the full article and see the research behind it. I think you'll be pretty amazed at uh, some of the research that they have found with aerobic exercise and, and your body suppressing your appetite. Um so huge shout outs to our Facebook members and our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Phillips, Gary, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, and our newest patron, Jacqueline. You guys, thank you so much for supporting our podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, remember, our Discord chat is always going to be on Tuesdays. If you go to our Trust the Trail Facebook group, those links are now public. And they're out there forever. So you can join the Discord chat all the time. It's 24 hours a day. Up, join in on a conversation or start a topic of your own or give us an idea for a topic and we'll put you on the podcast. Um, Our podcasts are available on Overcast, um, Pocket Cast, Breaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and of course, our Trust the Trail Facebook page. I'm almost exhausted after saying all of that stuff, but I'm really happy that we're on iHeartRadio. <laughs> I can't believe we're still you on that. still, after what, it's two months now? It, it is. It is a high Very excited about this. Um, thank you so much for, uh, for all the comments. Um, uh, a comment uh, from one of our listeners that really, really thank you so much, uh, Emily Straight. I, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your last name uh, correctly, but Emily uh, Straight um, wrote, these two are so amazing and fun to listen to. Thanks for being here for us. Well, actually, Emily, thank you for listening. Um, we do this for you and you inspire us to keep doing it. So we really appreciate you listening. So thank you for the the beautiful comment and thank you for all the emails um really super appreciated can't wait to see some of you on our io royale trip in september so remember the trail does give you everything that you need so trust the trail you guys Bye. Bye.